What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, a lot of great stuff yesterday. You know, I was, I don't know, I was going about my my Saturday, and then I all of a sudden got two notifications, almost back-to-back, one saying that Patrick Sandoval was on the verge of a no-hitter, and then not too long after that, I got another one saying that the Astros were on the verge of a combined no-hitter with, you know, Framber Valdez having started that game. So, I had to tune in. I tuned into the Patrick Sandoval near no-hitter. So neither of those no-hitters ended up happening. But yesterday, Patrick Sandoval, we'll start with him. He threw the best performance of his young career. It was in Minnesota against the Twins. He he took a no, no-hitter into the ninth inning. But then he gave up a one-out double to Brent Rooker, falling just two outs shy of what would have been the 12th no-hitter in Angels franchise history. He ended up being removed after eight and two-thirds. And closer Razel Iglesias gave up an RBI double to Josh Donaldson before striking out Miguel Sano to preserve a 2-1 win. Ended up being a pretty close game there. I mean, it kind of spoiled what was an otherwise really sensational showing from Patrick Sandoval. He struck out a career-high 13 batters on 108 pitches. He's really coming to his own. He's really coming to his own over the past several starts. I mean, he was. This is he's he's young. Patrick Sandoval is young. He's 24. Um, you know, pitching the big leagues last year. I think even the year before, but he's come a long way and is really starting to, you know, look like everything's coming together this season. He didn't even join the rotation until mid-May, because you know he was in the bullpen. He made some relief appearances earlier in May, but now that he's in the starting rotation, he's really excelled in his new role. He's posted a 3.22 ERA in 11 starts with 73 strikeouts and 64 in the third innings. He's gone at least seven innings in each of his last three outings. That's something you don't really see very much nowadays, especially a young pitcher. But that's awesome. That's awesome for Patrick Sandoval, awesome for the Angels. They might have something something good here with this kid. What about Houston? So I talked about a near no-hitter in Houston, and yeah, that was Framber Valdez. He's also been really good in the Houston uh, rotation this year. He didn't start the year with the team because he was injured. He came back you know, a couple months ago, I think in May or, or so, and he's been great ever since. I mean, he threw six no-hit innings yesterday, and it was just awesome. I mean, it was a combined no-hitter for a while until you know Isaiah Kiner-Falefa broke it up. But Houston looked really sharp there. I mean, there was, yeah, there had been no hits all the way through seven innings until the eighth inning. Kind of fell off. I had that hit, but the Rangers only mustered two hits on the night in total. Jordan Alvarez homered for Houston, and yeah, they end up getting a four-one win over the Rangers. Two for two for Jordan with two RBIs. Trying to see who else. I mean, he was really the main, the main piece of the offense yesterday. Uh, Guriel doubled, but yeah, it was pitching, pitching, pitching was the theme of that game. What about a former? Astro. I saw a highlight of George Springer soaring through the air to make a phenomenal catch yesterday. He made a Superman catch yesterday in a win over the Mets for the Blue Jays. So he's out there in center field. Brandon Nimmo hits a ball slicing because, you know, Brandon Nimmo, Brandon Nimmo is a left-handed hitter. And this is, you know, this ball is hit to left center, basically. And George Springer is flying through the air, makes a Superman catch. And you're like, okay, that's the George Springer. That's the George Springer we remember. Because, you know, he was hurt for, for quite some time this year. But, yeah, that ball was really slicing far away from him, and he got there, showing off the range. Great catch from from Springer. But 
The Blue Jays are known for their offense, and yesterday was no exception whatsoever. Springer homered, Teoscar Hernandez hit two home runs, Semyon homered, and Bo Bichette homered. So they they did what they do best. They did what they do best, and that is just pound the ball. Oh, I, I didn't even mention Vlad. He didn't homer, but he went two for five yesterday, of course. you know, Doing some, some good stuff with the bat, as per usual. But on the mound was Hunjin Ryu. Wasn't really too sharp. I mean, he gave up 10 hits and four and a third, three earned runs, but the run support was there. Taiwan Walker got touched up for the Mets, though. As I said, all those home runs I mentioned, you know, uh, and he ended up giving up six earned runs over four innings pitched. So the Blue Jays weren't really fooled. They, they touched him up quite a bit. And then the Yankees finally got their revenge from the Red Sox. They, they uh, had a pretty theatrical win there. Red Sox were up 3 nothing. With two outs in the eighth inning, and then, you know, the the Reds, sorry, the Yankees end up coming back and they rally, end up getting a four three win at Fenway, on Saturday night. Brett Gardner hit a two out two strike curveball, and then that uh, played it Estevan Florial. That was the Yankees' first run, and end up you know fueling a win. This was only the Yankees' third win in twelve Red Sox games this year, and um, yeah, they they're. They're really hanging on for dear life. I mean, they're probably not going to win that division, but they're in the wild card hunt. They think that they can stick around, but time will tell. Their bullpen has just been atrocious, but it was a come-from-behind win. Uh, the Yankees' 25th of the year. They've won five of the last seven, but, I mean, that's not, that's not really going to be – I mean, it's not going to be a, a season-turning moment, but obviously you want to win every game you can at this point. Fernando Tatis Jr. I haven't talked about him in a minute, not because he hasn't been doing anything. I guess we're just so used to him doing special stuff, but he reached a milestone yesterday. So he homered yesterday in Miami, and that was his 30th home run of the year. It took him 82 games to reach 30 home runs. That's the fewest games needed to reach 30 home runs for a player age 22 or younger. He's also the youngest Padre to hit 30 home runs since Gary Sheffield did it age 23, 1992. But now, Tatis has 30 home runs and 20 steals on the year. And he did this in just his 82nd game of the season. That's, I mean, that's mathematically, you know, just right around the halfway point. 30 home runs, 20 steals. This dude can do everything, we all know. But, you know, we just, we'll we'll talk about the accolades as he gets them because it's really special. It's not, it's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal to, to have 30 home runs and 20 steals at 82 games, that's that's what people do in a full season, in a full season. But um, he's by far the fastest Padre to reach that, you know, reach that mark. I mean, Steve Finley did it in 160 games, Will Myers in 155 games, Ryan Klesko in 145, Fernando Tatis Jr., 82 games. That's how you know you're dealing with someone special. So that's going to be it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, Please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.